As you can see, through weeks of Pavlovian conditioning and minor changes made to the brain, the zombie now has no interest in human flesh. It is as close to human as it will ever be, meekly acting out whatever human activities remain in its memory. Here, hand it a phone. There! Amazing! It even tries to speak! Did he say your name? Uh, well, perhaps. He, he was a co-host of mine in the past. A friend, even. Uh, what is he doing with the phone? Uh, Nick, uh, no, bad zombie? Uh, me. Me. <laughs> oh, God, just, uh... Private, slap him. Wait, isn't that what he wants? It's... it's part of the conditioning. It's the, uh... What? You've been... I just... look, science transcends morality. Just, Private, grab the whip. They said they would never come back. That they couldn't come back. Welcome to another episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian, a mad scientist. Only I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just really angry. I'm Nicholas Alexander Hacks. An egotistical man in charge who forces everyone to do his bidding through the power of fear. You're not even trying to be subtle. You're just describing. I did too. I hate my I hate my catchphrase. I think this this may be the worst of the worst for us. Don't point it out. Everybody's gonna be oh, like, okay. we, oh, oh. Oh, you think we'll get the benefit of the doubt? Really? <laughs> you, think, you think they're gonna say, I, I think these guys have something. No, no. this is horrible. It was transparent. You wanna do it again? I'm sorry for starting the episode this you, way. You wanna, you, wanna, you wanna do it again? That, you're asking me to come up with it on the spot. I'm not gonna do that. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm Brian, an, an incompetent co host. What do you want me to do? That's me. Apparently, that's who I am. Who are you, Nick? <laughs> <sighs> yep, okay, zombie. <sighs> Alright, what are we watching? <laughs> so today we are covering the third installment in the Romero trilogy, or known as the Dead trilogy, Day of the Dead. Yeah, that's right, Day of the Dead, people. Uh, just, just imagine. Close, cl- close your eyes, unless you're driving. While listening to this podcast, don't don't do that. In which case, also plug your ears. Plug your ass. Um, <laughs> Thank you. For and plug your sponsors. Um, Day of the Dead. Imagine this: you're stuck underground with a bunch of militant imbeciles, stricken with tyrannical power, and a Dr. Frankenstein stereotype. The Day of the Dead is upon you. Yeah, no, that, that that was summarizing the movie. I think you did it. 
Did I do it, Brian? Did I, I think find you did. it? And did you know I... what? I'm coming to a conclusion that I've been goading you this whole time. You need to give him an adequate summary, not just a fun little Nick Nick Universe thing. But you know what? That was pretty boring. I like yours more. I like when you do it your way more. So. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Jimmy Bob here. <laughs> 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 hey, if I, if, if the if the if the fire <laughs> if the fire doors don't don't uh don't do it for you, then surely this underground bunker in Miami that I paid with my own money uh, will totally work for you. Um, unless, and, oh, I, I'm sorry, I, I just can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't come on this podcast anymore. I, I'm, I'm actually financially bankrupt from all the lawsuits. Uh, Should I ask <laughs> what's happening, Jimmy Bob? <laughs> a lot of people died. Okay. Uh, appa- appara- well, apparently, fire doors aren't a sufficient oh. safety. Um, I yeah. See. I see. Huh. My well, wife divorced me. I, okay. Okay. She took all the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oh, dog shot itself. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really much more to. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think okay. I, I think I'm gonna go. Yeah, you know what? I don't expect to I, I'm see sorry. a podcast. I'm again. sorry. I think. Oh my god. Yeah, he's at the end of his line. I mean, there is a bridge outside of the studio here. Do you want to go jump off of it? Uh, are you advocating suicide, Brian? No, I'm telling. I, I think sometimes you, you cut ties. Sometimes it's a done deal. I think Jimmy Bob is, you know, I think he's done for. Uh, there's always next year, Brian. Next, what, what is this? I don't understand what that means. Goodbye. Uh, we'll never see you again, Jimmy Bob. Uh, you are not welcome back. And I hope that uh, wow. y- it's quick and painless. Wow. Heartless. Heartless. Um, so, yeah. That's an intro. <laughs> Interesting way Day. to start our show. So, um, March of the Dead is finally coming to an end. This month is fleeting from us. I'm going to be older soon. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, is that how it works? You don't get older until the birthday comes. It isn't a gradual thing. No. Yeah, okay. that's how That's how I look at it. I like that. I like that we're stagnant until one day, and then we leap forward very quickly one year. I like mm. that a lot more than the gradual slow decay of the yeah. human body. I think that's great. Yeah. Happy birthday, uh, by the way. <laughs> thank you. It's not till it's not till April. Um, well, it counts. Don't remind me. <laughs> I, I don't want to be reminded <laughs> of my existential death. Yes. <laughs> Maybe symbolic I'll come back. death each year over cake and candlelight. This has been a very weird intro for us. We're really tired. If uh, this is your first episode, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we suck. And, yeah. um, that might be part of the appeal. I don't know. I think I think I think it might I think it might be uh, the the depression setting in. Brian, March of the Dead is is coming yeah. to a close, and um, I just don't know how I'm gonna be able to live with myself. Yeah, I mean you've got eleven months to go. Where we're not gonna be talking about zombies until we can finally yeah. talk about them again. I kind of I kind of put that rule into. 
into motion. Yeah. When, when kind I of Captain wrote that in there, didn't you? Yeah. You know, fascist maniac. Put a gun to your fucking head. Yeah. You, know, you fed, you fed my men to. <laughs> Should we get to these before we derail our own podcast? Should we get into the guts of the film? <laughs> guts. Guts. Oh, it's very relevant too now. Cool. <laughs> guts. It's super relevant. Yes. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Yes, I I was um, you know when we when we first came up with these uh, little segments and stuff, I was uh, imagining the day that we finally covered Day of the Dead. Oh yeah. And uh, now it's here and. Uh, Captain Rhodes, you scumbag, you deserved every single inch of pain yep. uh, coming towards you. Uh, fun fact about that death, uh, the guts that were coming out of his uh, body were actually horse guts. Ah. And uh, apparently, according to somebody, uh, the guts kind of went bad. They, they like, kept it stored in a uh, refrigerator, and I guess like the power went out or something, and uh, yeah, so the not only did the character suffer an excruciating, painful death, so did the actor. Well, he didn't die, but he he, he suffered. They, they from... had to use his real guts after that. They were at a loss. They really did kill him. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they fucking tore him to shreds. <laughs> they they were forced it. Yeah, they were forced to result into cannibalism because they were uh, low on budget for yes. using the money pile uh, for the, the beginning, beginning of the movie. movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, blowing in the wind. Well, yep. there goes our reaction video. There, there goes our, our budget. Yep, for Perfect. that one scene. <laughs> now, we cannib- uh, now we actually cannibalize people. Yeah. That would be a movie. That would be a great. Movie. If if can if if murder and cannibalism were legal, hmm. like if you were to sign a contract, like assisted suicide or something, and yeah. um, like I don't want to live anymore, like, like I, I think I think that, would be that like if 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 therapy isn't working, if just I'm not advocating, you know, yeah assistance for your own death but I think that um, for like old people and stuff like you're, you're going through like cancer you're going through something that's irreversible it's slowly killing you I think that it's a humane thing to do it's just like I don't want to live anymore fucking yeah death with dignity and, and speed and die at your top when you decide to die you want to anyways. die die by your own hand or die by sure. you know somebody else you know, you know how I want to die Brian <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. Well, so this podcast is normally uh, upbeat very and happy. Political, and is we it are deeply, yeah, we're deeply concerned with questions of Biden, morality. Yes. We, we truly do. Yeah. Politics. <laughs> what does that mean? Biden? Yes. Yes. Uh, Biden. Yes. Obama. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't our president for a very long time. Executive branch. <laughs> oh, speaking of presidents, uh, on our last. I forgot to mention this in our uh, current reaction video. Our last uh, 
react uh, our last reaction video uh, for Dawn of the Dead, we got a very well-known president um, to comment on our uh, video, uh, Abraham yeah. Lincoln. It was very surprising and just uh -huh. came out of nowhere. And I was like, wow. I was so, so astound, astounded to find out that the, the most renowned... Um, world-renowned vampire slayer Abraham Lincoln uh, uh, he was our 23rd president no, 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 what, no, but what? I like the angle you took what no I am gonna say what number that, was he that, that is the more interesting you look at the back of his jersey that's how you figure it out <laughs> Yeah. The back of his top hat is yeah. his number. Yeah, that, that's or the bullet holes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> how many were there? The poor man. Yeah. Okay. So this is a very weird episode so far. And no, I'm liking it. I'm liking yeah. the, the, this more laid-back, silly energy that we're sure. giving off right now. Yeah. Doesn't have to be serious 24/7. I think. I this, don't this, think this... it normally is. <laughs> 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 what gave you? Make what, no mistake. What, what gave us away? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this going. It's already with going. With a Brian. sentence that I don't know if you'll like. I liked Don more. Okay. I did. I could see why. Can you? Okay. So, I, I just from the feeling I got from you talking about this film, I feel like this is a fan favorite of the three. Is that fair to say? For me, for me, or for people in general. If you were to estimate for people in general, I would say that people like Dawn better than people. Uh, oh, okay. They, people like Dawn better than they like people. <laughs> than they like other. Yeah. The, the nature people, of any fandom. <laughs> me, me, one hundred percent. People like Dawn more than Day. Uh, like I said before, oh, we started okay. the uh, the recording of. Um, Of the reaction. So, Day of the Dead was the black sheep of of the the Dead trilogy. Once it well, it's not a trilogy anymore, but I consider the the first three to be um, just Day of the Dead is the the fucking definitive end to the the Dead the Dead series, in my opinion. Um, it's just the perfect way to to end um, a saga, a trilogy, whatever. Uh, and I feel I feel like a lot of people over overlooked a lot of the uh, positive qualities to what made this movie so great. Um, although I kind of do wish that it was a lot longer than what we initially got. Because Don, uh, depending on depending on what you're watching, we we watched the uh, the extended cut of the movie, which I so fact checked myself last episode on the podcast. I said that the extended cut was George Romero's preference. And I got that completely wrong. It's actually the theatrical version, uh, which okay, cool. I got that wrong. I'm I'm coming out. I am a fraud. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. I will say that I love this movie. Okay. And so 
after... What, what I'm gathering is, uh, day came out, people didn't like it at first, after the fact, they looked back and said, whoa, that was actually really good, now we like it again, but Dawn is kind of the favorite of, yeah. the, of the three. I, I am, in that case, one with the masses, I agree with that. Um, didn't really like this movie. My issue was, I think, that I, I felt more invested in the last film. The last film felt like it moved more. There were moments where I really laughed and really felt scared in it. I felt like I was really, yeah. I don't know, I was really tied into it. This film takes itself a lot more seriously. I like seeing that it tries to. It succeeds in some ways. It also just feels like it's standing still a lot. And there are some of the best parts of it happen and kind of get buried in a lot of what feels like standing still and a lot of the same scenery and a lot of it just got kind of stale i enjoyed the whole thing i thought the soundtrack was an improvement the the the, uh, practical effects were a gigantic improvement the acting was all good all around i thought it just didn't it didn't have the charm that dawn had and i don't think that uh i think it showed i think I, i i can definitely see where you're where you're going with that Dawn of the Dead had much more variety in scenery. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it was a mall. It's a fucking mall. And there's a horde there's hordes of zombies. Whereas in day, you're mostly underground. Yeah. Uh, and you just gotta see the same things over and over again. You didn't get a lot of zombie action. But that's due to budget cuts. The 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 initial horde in the beginning of the movie, we were supposed to get a whole entire scene of them up above ground facing this horde and stuff. We didn't get that because money issues and stuff, yada, yada, yada. Uh, And that just, it sucks. It sucks because we were supposed to be getting this huge, like, cinematic finale to a great trilogy. We didn't get that. And it kind of feels underwhelming. And I can can understand that. Uh, Yeah. The special effects, dear God, Tom Savini really fucking upped his game with this one. Yeah, there are quite a few mic drops in there with him, where he was just like, "Yeah, the guts will spill out of him when he leans over in the bed." Yeah. Like there were so many, like we'll have an eye pop out. There were so many moments where like, "Yeah, we can do this." Mm-hmm. Got it down, and that was really fun. I thought that was great. Now, I, I actually, I think some of my least favorite parts of Dawn were the zombie action parts. I thought some of the action scenes were entirely out of place. And I liked just the being in the environment and the discussions and the scenery. In this one, I have to say it's kind of the same way. I like the discussions. I like the fact that they were training the zombie. I liked the idea. Normally I can't stand if they're like, will we have a cure or will we not have a cure? I normally don't like that really easy, simplified plot of cure or no cure but it worked really well here and i like the factionalism of everybody and yeah the tension at the first act was like palpable it was really great i think um i think what it really what uh, really does it for me is the claustrophobia especially yeah. even though even though it is it's kind of mundane and uh with with scenery and stuff whereas in dawn we we had eye candy we had eye candy galore because it's a yeah. mall and i feel I feel like because we play, we grew up playing uh, Dead Rising and stuff. It's it's kind of ingrained in us. Like it's it's a fun playland for a, a zombie apocalypse. And Day of the Dead, we're underground for most of the time. For, for 
almost all the time. We get claustrophobia and we get more like tension between the human interactions between one another, which is what I've really liked the the, the breaking of the psyche between all, all these men that are like just mongoloids you know who think they, they know better because they have a dick between like swinging between their legs and then we have the most competent female character that George Romero wrote uh, in the the dead uh, series uh, which is another reason why I like this movie so much but now I'm kind of like teetering more towards Dawn because I never saw Dawn originally. Uh, it's 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 really hard. I swing back and forth because I like Bub. I like Bub so much. The, the oh, whole he's a great character. Yeah, the, it, the whole Frankenstein, the mm-hmm. whole Frankenstein stereotype is so just it. Like I love it in a zombie scenario. I love it so much. Yeah, I, I will say that the, the tension between this crazy uh, uh, warlord militant guy and him not being able to talk down the the doctor was really great because the doctor was like, no, 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 I, I don't, I don't care about you. Shut up. And he knew how to talk his way around this maniac, and nobody else could. I like the constant tension between at any moment this base is going to collapse because there are only like eight people in it, and they are being overpowered. The mission was about the medicine and curing this thing, but now it's just about this guy who has power. It was so anxiety-ridden. Like I don't remember feeling constantly anxious and tense. The whole first act was filled with that. And then what I was hoping is that it would just start unleashing the zombie mania, and then it was a different type of tension, but also a kind of a sense of relief, because everything that was obviously breaking down between the people, at least it finally did it, and it wasn't just tension. And um, it was mostly like that. And then they threw in some really good gems, like the, the idea of where we really get to learn more about the zombies in this film and how they're made up and how they function. It was really cool figuring out the part of the brain where all this happened in and how you can just carve away every major organ and they still live or exist. And uh, how you can hand them a phone and they'll try to use it, a gun, and they might remember how to use it. All of that is so interesting and charming. And maybe it was constantly staring at a white wall with a raw stone and a bunch of painted cinder blocks and then white doors. Maybe it was the constant dreary underground scenery that felt stagnant. Maybe that wasn't because there was there was some rich dialogue and there was some rich stuff going on um, and it was fun. I could not see this movie being longer. Like, I could not see that being a good thing. I don't know how that would work. I would love to... Did you say there is a longer version of this one? Because I would like no, to give it a shot. Oh, there no, isn't. Okay. There, there isn't a longer version because of budget cuts. They just, they just wanted to make it longer. Okay. He wanted to... Uh, again, um, this was supposed to be the Ben-Hur of, of zombie films, right. according to Tom Savini, uh, quote-unquote. Uh, and I don't know how long Ben Hur is, the original movie, because I know they remade that movie like a while ago, a few years, a couple of years back. Uh, but I guess it's, it's supposed like to be a term that that essentially just means like gigantic, huge, like a bunch of different sets, a bunch of rich characters, rich orchestration, just an opera-like finale. Yeah, yep, a zombie opera. There you and go. 
I don't feel like this even had the groundwork to be that. I feel like Dawn is Dawn was the in that perfect. direction. Where Dawn it was like that amazing. Yeah. Like if it was five hours long, if Dawn was five hours long, I think I think I would sit down <laughs> and I would watch it just yeah. like for the premise alone. Yeah, it'd be really cool. I feel like that lends itself to that style. This movie, I think, should have been airtight, quick, to the point, and it would have been thrilling and really cool. And I really, really did like this movie. I don't want to... I'm comparing it to to the last one just because it's my frame of reference. Yeah. I really did enjoy this movie. I thought it was very cool. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't... I'm surprised that it was aiming for that because I, I, it doesn't even feel like the right... Like the fundamentals are there. Mm. And we, keeping in mind... We are blind to what this movie, the original passion and idea behind it, because we didn't get that. Yeah. Who knows with the proper budget what they wanted to do. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. The acting was good. Like you pointed out, this is the first female character that didn't feel like it was actively offensive. Like not even just like not doing it justice, but actively trying to be cruel. So that's, I guess, what congratulations for being doing the bare minimum. I don't know what to say to that. Okay. <laughs> but... The film was good. I liked it. The soundtrack, huge step up. We said that a lot through our reaction video. Uh, yeah, there were moments but, with the zombies yeah. that were really, really yeah. cool. The practical effects were awesome. Like, probably, like I was saying uh, during the reaction, there's like some Hall of Fame stuff in there. And that, yeah. It's pretty good. Like, the, the Captain Rhodes death scene was one of them, definitely. Where they even kept with the whatever prosthetic head they made. It looked really realistic, really great editing, and the mouth would start moving and, like, opening and closing while it was being torn open, and brutal, brutal stuff. I, I love that whatever dark masterminds were behind that. Bravo. Tom Savini, baby. Tom Savini. Yeah. Amazing. Just... I want to talk about the ending of this movie. I think there were more layers to it than I thought. So, like, I first, I watched the ending, and I thought, oh, that's cool. They're they did the one last oh it was a nightmare or no it's just a time cut i don't i don't know what they were going for there but it was fun i thought it was cool and then they ended up on the beach and there was a moment where we see her with her reports and then the other two guys live in life fishing running around and i that really harkened back to that scene yeah in the little makeshift tent area yep. where he was like you know you have to live life these reports what are you gonna do you're gonna cure this alone that's unreasonable you can't do it and even if you did what would we go back to let's just skip to the rebuilding part we'll just skip there and you know but then there, there's a hidden darkness in the ending which is the other two guys got their way where they're going to live life and do the best they can she's still clutching to her reports and her science and it has never been less likely that she will succeed because they just lost a military compound and it's like there is now like no way that she's going to do this unless they find out if there is something in Washington or not yeah. But there's a hidden darkness there of like, all right, it's very unlikely now that you will actually succeed in what you're trying to do. And then there's a hidden brightness there, which is maybe now she can try to just live life I'm like the other guys and live. start rebuilding. Yeah. And it's kind of like, what a by good start rebuilding sword. Start rebuilding by having them run a train on her. Yeah, there was a there was a bit of discomfort there when he's like, "We need to have babies," and it's like, "All right, if this were Walking Dead, the motives would be very blurry." <laughs> it's like, what are do you, you trying to so, start a family with me, or yeah. you trying to rape me? But what, uh -huh. what what's your goal here, buddy? <laughs> I I thought that was a really really just great 
way to close it up. I thought yeah. that was a really cool ending. And like yeah. I'd be pretty darn satisfied if that were the end of the of the trilogy, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. If that's where it stopped, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Even if that movie didn't live up to everything it wanted to be, on a thematic level, think about what we did. We just explored the most unique like perspectives on the zombie apocalypse. Or... We saw Boots on the Ground Survivor. And then we saw a bunch of just lucky military guys and cop guys and government official guys take down a mall and just accidentally wander into just everything they possibly needed and then fight off some biker gang crazy organized crime unit. And then, like, it was just insane. And then in this one, we're exploring, like, the cure, the actual anatomy of these zombies and how they tick. And it's just, like, it's perfect. Like, you you looked at all of these little great uh, things. I feel like we saw, we covered so much ground so much better than just guy who tries to survive like they didn't even try to make the characters relatable like there was a genius scientist and crazy like like orangutan military guys and like it was cool I, I thought it was a very, such a clever thing it's almost like I feel like he knew how quickly we could get fatigued with a survivor story which we now have had like decades of and I'm sick of them right and he imagine, did his own take on it imagine if we got a much darker ending Imagine if they all I just buy it. I died. like a dark ending. <laughs> yeah. They just all fucking died. Like, I wanted that so much in Dawn of the Dead. When they said this was originally supposed to be the ending. Like, he'd commit suicide and she get fucking... She she would stick her head up in the rotator of the helicopter. Uh, and that's how it would just end. But, yeah. No, all the fun and games, all the luck, all of the stumbling into everything you need, and then reality hits at the end. Come on, that would be great. That would be so memorable. And then snap back to reality. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, I, I would be, I would be so into that ending. I think that could be great. Yeah. And it hurt because those characters were made right. Mm-hmm. Like they were great characters yeah. out there. Even the ones that you hated by the end, they came around. You know, uh, I thought, so well done. I'm sick and tired of zombie movies, but I would love, I would love, like, a zombie film or show or whatever, um, even though Walking Dead kind of killed it. You just get so invested with these characters that you get, like, these wonderful character arcs and just, like, some characters you used to hate, now you love, and just they all die. Mm-hmm. One by one, they just all fucking fall. It would be brutal. <laughs> so, just like, yes, that's what I want, but we will never get because some people are too soft-hearted. Uh, which, bless you, bless, bless all of you. Like, I, I understand it. No, honestly, thank you for not being another desensitized American like me, who, who needs to see people he likes die on TV to be like, oh yeah, that was a good to show. To feel something. Otherwise, I just want to feel something. I want to watch somebody die. I want to. Here's a snuff film of like your, yeah, your dog or How something. How far will it go? Oh, you God. leave Mabel out of this. <laughs> Well, you could just go. Her. You, you could go and turn and say, "Oh, here's a snuff film of your rabbit." Like, no. I wouldn't. I would never stoop so low. <laughs> I'm scum. I'm literal. I'm literal scum. Uh, yeah. So. What are you thinking? You think we're ready for the eulogy here? Yeah, it's time to finally lay this film to rest. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. God be with this young man's soul. Maybe Rod Lane, rest in peace. 
Day of the Dead, 1987? Thereabouts? Who knows? Close enough. 1980-something? Yes, I I enjoyed you as a movie, and uh, we both enjoyed you as a movie. And uh, we are here to put you to to your final rest once again. Uh, And hope you never come back from the dead. Uh, Please, if we get a remake of this movie, I don't know where we all have faith in it. Oh, wait, we did, didn't we? Yeah, we we did. did. There Which, is one. Oh, next no. year. Oh, next no. year. We're going to watch it next year. Next year. <laughs> hey, Brian, guess what? Next we're year. We're watching it. We're um, watching all the remakes. Now I see why you were upset about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll see how it goes. So I felt, I felt it, you know, like, it felt right to cover these movies. Mm-hmm. And next year, it's going to feel so horrible. It'll feel wrong. We'll feel dirty. We'll feel filthy. We'll have to shower after every episode. It'll be disgusting. I have disgusting. to scrub my balls. <laughs> oh, we'll be horrible. I need to shave. Um, uh, what do you? I need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel violated. I need a cigarette yeah. after that. Um, uh, so this this movie is going to be torn to shreds by a ravenous pack oh, yeah. of the hor- of the undead uh, after being shot. Well, yeah, after being shot. And then I'm going to bury it with a Dr. Frankenstein stereotype character. And uh, I saw a lack of children, so... uh, There was a lack of children, so you think you're going to throw a child in there? (laughs) I can't throw a child in there. There were no children to throw into the pit, sadly. Sadly, wow. Controversy strikes as Nicholas Alexander Hex talks about yeah. wanting to throw a child into a pack of ra- the ravenous undead. Um, I'm going to throw the news reporter in there for speaking the truth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who can stand those guys in their, their, their amendment rights? Yeah. How dare they? Those, those, yeah. those real Americans. Yeah. I'm going to lay it to rest with... Dr. Frankenstein's life work because I feel like that's how this movie ended where we did get this lovable character and his deep investment even though he kind of like kind of made his own morality for a bit there to to get done what he needed to get done Uh, and then it was just all destroyed to pretty much like I feel like it won't see the light of day again and it's very unlikely that he will ever succeed so I think he kind of just died and his life work went with him and yeah, so there's that. You get in now. You might be hearing voices. Well, sometimes, sometimes that is better. That is better. What's this? What? What the fuck? What's this, Brian? Roger Evert. You didn't know, <laughs> did you really? Oh no, <laughs> this is... How dare you, bro? Okay, you know what? You maniac. I will Freak take... It. I will take it all the way from the top to uh, the second paragraph where it ends at Occupy. I don't know, I chop it up. 
I chop it up. I'm not reading all this guy wrote. I have it chopped up in three paragraphs, so there might be some overlap, but we'll see how it works. The zombies in Day of the Dead are marvels of special effects, with festoons of rotting flesh hanging from their purple limbs as they slouch towards the camera, moaning their sad songs. Like an emo fucking lead vocalist. Yeah. That, well, he didn't... That, is a that, that wasn't Roger a... Ebert. That he wasn't did say a, that. He did say that. <laughs> Truth tell, they look a lot better than the zombies in Night of the Living Dead. That, that's a fact. Which was director George Romero's original zombie film. His technology is improving. Perhaps the current emphasis on well-developed bodies, imperfect first blood, etc. Has inspired a parallel improvement in dead bodies. But the zombies have another problem in Day of the Dead. They're upstaged by the characters who are supposed to be real human beings. You might assume that it would be impossible to steal a scene from a zombie, especially one with blood dripping from his orifices. But you haven't seen the overacting in this movie. The characters shout their lines from beginning to end, their temples pound with anger, and they are uh, and they use distracting Jamaican and Irish accents until we are so busy listening to their endless dialogue that we lose interest in the movie they occupy. I'll take it from here. Yes, I was going to give Romero, it to you. Oh, whose original movie was a genuine inspiration, hasn't figured out anything new to do with his zombies. In his second zombie film, The Brilliant Dawn of the Dead, he had them shuffling and moaning their way through a modern shopping mall. The effect was both frightening and satirical. We really identified with the small cadre of surviving humans. They were seen as positive characters and we cared about them. This time, the humans are mostly unpleasant, violent, insane, or so noble that we can predict with utter certainty that they, <laughs> uh, that they will survive. According to the mad scientist in Day of the Dead, the zombies keep moving because of primitive impulses buried deep within their spinal columns. Impulses that create the appearance of life long after consciousness and intelligence have departed. I hope that the same fate doesn't befall Romero's zombie movies. He should quit while he's in bed. What a paragraph. This guy. I kind Man. of... I, I kind of see where he's going with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because of uh, where he continues okay. with, 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 the, with the movies yeah. and stuff. I, I, th I think he's I kinda, agree yeah. with so much of this review. To an extent. I, I guess what I'm keeping in mind, we're horror movie fans. So we're like, oh, we see stuff we like, we like it, whatever. It's just like, oh, if we enjoyed it, we enjoyed it. He is coming from more of a film criticism standpoint where he's trying to look at the depth and quality of the movies he's watching. And when you remove that from being a fan of horror movies, I don't think this movie is has accomplished as much as it thinks it did. I loved it because I saw what it could have been and what it was, and I thought it was really interesting and it really filled out the other trilogy. I totally understand why Roger Ebert gave this one and a half stars, while he gave Dawn of the Dead four out of four very hard to get from Ebert. I get it. I really do. I truly get where he's coming from, yeah. and I don't agree with him, but I don't agree with him for purely subjective reasons. Like, when he kind of... Some of the points here, I just can't argue with. I just like the movie because I like it, you know? But I really think he's onto something. <laughs> I really do. 
what, what is your reaction, I, I guess, to what he I, to this? Pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah, it's very brutal. But I, I, I can, I could see why he didn't like this movie whatsoever. Uh, it's definitely a downgrade comparatively to Dawn of the Dead. Well, a downgrade story-wise, upgrade in visual violence, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Do, do you think Do you think it's time, Brian? I think it's time for the final cut and the final segment of March of the Dead. That didn't work as well as I thought it would. Let's just go to the next section. The final wave of March of the Dead. Um, the final I think horde. That works. The final Until horde. next year. Until next year. And they will come back. I gave Dawn of the Dead an 8.5 out of 10 slashes. High regarded movie. I loved it. I'm giving Day of the Dead a 7.5 out of 10 slashes. Very good. I said that this was my favorite in, in, in the series and now I've kind of been swayed okay. I like Dawn more I like Dawn more so much because of the premise I love the yeah. premise I love I love how the the characters the ma- the male characters think that they got they got the, the, the best hand that could have been dealt to them and they're so frivolous with their own safety that they don't even know that they're playing with fire. Yeah. This movie could have been... Day of the Dead could have been so much better. Uh, the, the violence was definitely upped, and I loved it so much. It's so fucking good. But the lack of zombie interaction is what kind of really kills it for me. I wish there was more to, to the zombies, and the lack of visuals as well. And that's all due to budget cuts. Which is really, which is really a shame. Uh, but I love the Frankenstein premise. I love Captain Rhodes. as the, the actor he did, may he rest in peace, did an amazing job. He is a character you love to hate. We get an amazing lead actress role who isn't written to be an inept bimbo um, for the sake of, you know, she's a woman and that's all she's good for is cooking and fucking, you know, just being in her place, which isn't true. Point being that women can do things that men can do. Uh, But anyways, I, I like the movie. I love the movie, but... Does it does it uh, over uh, does it beat Dawn of the Dead? No, I don't. F- I don't think it does. Sadly, and I really wish it did. But um, there you go. That, that, that's my that's my final cut. Do you remember what I, I gave Don? 
Uh, I think you gave it a 7.5. 7.85? 7.85309. That is an interesting rating if that's what I gave it. I guess maybe that does sound like me. I don't know. Um, Alright. Uh, Alright, operating on that idea. This was a really good movie. I liked it. I liked what it was going for. I liked that it wasn't just some lazy movie a lot of thought went into the plot i yeah. completely disagree with roger ebert i did not think it was overacting i thought it was a fine film with great acting i, uh-huh. I thought i really liked it um the score was better yeah fundamentally definitely. i feel like a lot of things in the movie were better like the filming felt clean didn't even notice it some of the editing during the zombie attacks were like pristine so well done i couldn't even tell when they switched out the real people for the little prosthetics so so well done um, and that's a huge step up from Dawn. In Dawn, there were moments where like, it was really kind of choppy. Yeah. Uh, it does not have... Fucking choppy. Lingering... Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have the weird lingering nomadic quality that Dawn had and that like 28 Days Later had where you sit in silence with the characters and it's interesting and you get a feel for the environment and you're kind of there. This didn't have that. And despite all the fundamentals being better I didn't enjoy it as much on a purely subjective level and I can't give this within like a one within like a one point padding of whatever I gave uh, Dawn so I don't know this might be a this might just be, I'll, you know what I'll actually I take it back I'll give this a seven if I gave Dawn a 7.85, which feels like a weird rating for me to have given it. But I'll let's think. That I that's was baffled. Better. I was baffled when you said that. So then I'll, I'll give it a seven, inching towards. See, I don't want to give it a six because that just feels like it isn't right. I'll give it a seven. Yeah. I'll give it a seven. Yeah. It's a great movie. And, yeah, it is. And again, this is a, a rating scale where ten is perfect. I don't think do have we have any actual ten yeah, my actual ten movies like The Thing and American Werewolf and my my zero or my one is just like, like a black screen that actually punches you for watching it. Right? That'd be like the worst movie. So on that scale this would be a seven. I was gonna say like my one is somebody just farting in front of a screen. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Just like absolute worst scenario. Uh March of the Dead. Goodbye. Yeah, it's, it's gone. It's done. Fa- goodbye. Farewell. We'll see you all in hell. <laughs> I don't. Or it's gonna be like in. Uh, did you ever watch Gravity? No, I did not. For some reason. Is that reason, the one with uh, Sandra Bullock? Yeah. For some reason, that was like the movie to watch. It was so weird. I remember going to the theater and I was like, "Why is this like talk of the town? It's cool, I guess, but like, why?" The premise. Anyway. So it's all this, us. like, space debris, it hits the ship, and then it goes all the way around the Earth, and you know it's coming back. So there's this really great tension of, like, oh, it is coming back around. At one point, it will be here. It's kind of like March of the Dead. You remember the scene in Alien back. Isolation where they're trying to get to the ship, and then that huge debris hits them, and they all go flying? I don't. Oh, yeah, I do. For the beginning yeah, of the game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what reminds me of Gravity. <laughs> Gravity. Yeah. You know, Covering you know, you know when you do when you, when you when you leap up like a few feet, and you just come back down. Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Fuck you, Isaac Newton. 
kind of happens. Gravity. Yeah, isn't it such a shame this guy came around? We were all, all having fun in Zero G, and then he just I came around and invented gravity. He found that math formula that would unlock the cosmic vein that would open up gravity, and suddenly we're all things are falling now. Thanks, man. <laughs> he could rub my cosmic vein. <laughs> Isaac Newton. That that's the hill you die on. That that's what you're gonna defend. The the sexual vitality of Isaac Newton. <laughs> Maybe there might be something attractive to the the, the mad genius thing. Maybe maybe I can see it. I feel like a lot of those people are very snobbish. They're like, I'm smarter than you. Just rub it in your nose. I am sure. Rub it. Rub it in your nose. (laughs) Rub it in your nose. Stop it. Why do you do this? (laughs) That's why I fucking hate you. That's why I never invite you to my parents' house. Dating right. Isaac Newton. You're dating a so, corpse. Yeah, this that's point. how we that's how we end March of the Dead. You're dating a corpse. We just say it. It's interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, it's the end of March of the Dead, and you're dating a corpse. Not Your to turn. Be, not not to be uh, confused with the artist corpse. They're an artist corpse. Yeah, corpse husband. He's also a YouTuber. He's really good. Oh, if you're okay. like into like emo, like dark, he, I don't want to classify him as anything. I think that his music is very uh, dark, sad, but just very catchy. And I think you should listen to him. Uh, not just Brian, but the audience. If you're into that kind of thing, if you're into like somewhat rapping and stuff and his voice is very fucking deep uh it's just, it's very it's very sexual uh so yeah uh anyways <laughs> yep uh, we're uh goodbye uh so long farewell uh stay tuned for our next episode it's not gonna be zombies who knew nope um yeah until next year until next march where i'll be 25 <laughs> And I'll be 26. But you won't age a day until then. <laughs> I look like I've aged, like, horribly. But I look like I've aged horribly, Brian. No, I know. I heard you. <laughs> I, that, that, was, that was a what of disbelief. This isn't a sitcom. What do you <laughs> Laugh. Uh, add yeah, laughing Q track. Laugh track. <laughs> Q fucking laugh track. Uh, I'm Kramer. Uh, I'm going to end my own career. <laughs> oh, that part. I thought you meant the wonderful the wonderful bit where he busts into the apartment and yells. Okay, yeah, no. the rear-ending part. That's the I darker part of Kramer. I fucking hate Seinfeld. Do you think there could be a movie... You know, there's Kramer versus Kramer. Do you think there could be another Kramer versus Kramer where it's him, the internal battle, as he did that on stage, where he's wondering if he just destroyed himself? Can we have this conversation... As I know. This has to be done in public. No. This-